subscribe to Tripod Talk Radio for conversations with veterinarians, oncologists, rehab therapists, and other experts discussing amputation for dogs and cats. Find more info, helpful care tips, and a free gift at tripods.com slash radio. He's got a few miles left, knock on wood. He's a three-legged dog, but he's still Thank you for tuning in to Tripod Talk Radio, where we're spreading the word that it's better to hop on three legs than limp on four. Hosted by Jim and Renee and Wyatt Ray of the Tripods Blogs community at tripods.com. Jerry's Place for canine amputees and their people. Hello, and thank you for listening to Tripod Talk Radio. Remaining limb injuries are one of the biggest fears for anyone with a three-legged dog. And one way to prevent injury from falls is by providing proper traction throughout your home. When dogs are missing that fourth leg, they need all the help they can get for firm footing on slick surfaces like tile and hardwood floors. When out and about about town, though, you have no control over the types of floors you may encounter at the vet clinic, pet store, or wherever you go. So there are various ways you can help prevent slipping and falling. And we are honored to be speaking with Dr. Julie Busby today, who developed one of the leading traction products for dogs, which you've probably heard of. Dr. Busby's toe grips have helped millions of dogs regain confidence on slippery floors and given their people peace of mind. We're going to learn about the inspiration for toe grips, how they work, and how tripods can benefit from using them. Welcome to the show, Dr. Busby. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Jim. It's a pleasure. Hi, Dr. Busby. It's Renee here. I am so excited to talk to you today. This is the first time you've ever been on our show. Thank you so much for being here. I am honored. I'm a big fan, and we've had previous conversations. I love what you're doing. I love your message, your passion, so I'm excited to, to chat today. Oh, well, well thank you. The, the feeling's mutual. You do so much to help animals, and um, we're going we're gonna to get into toe grips in, in a little bit, but first, um, I, I would like people to know more about you because right now we just think of you as, as the toe grips vet, but you have a long history as a, a veterinarian. You've been, you've been around for a while, and um, you're an early adapter of integrative medicine, so let's, let's talk about that some more. Um, why did you get started in that area? I grew up as the most conventional person you'd ever meet. I had never been to a chiropractor, never been to an acupuncturist, um, knew that I wanted to be a vet from the age of about three. That was very clearly my path, and I never wavered from that. But I worked for horse vets during high school and college. I was the assistant. I cleaned the trucks. I held the horses. I lugged the stuff around. And they were both very well-known people in the world of alternative, I should say, complementary medicine for, for equine athletes. And so I held the horses while they acupunctured them, while they adjusted them. And I got to see those horses respond and listen to the riders and trainers talk about how their treatment had impacted their lives. And Oh, my heavens, I just knew then and there that this was a tool that I needed in my tool bag for my my patients someday. And I'm so glad that I did because we're very blessed to be living in an age of technology where there's tons of amazing um, advances in both medicine and surgery and equipment and rehab. I mean, there's so much great stuff out there to help pets live longer, happier, healthier lives. But 
I think ultimately for me, it was about having as many tools in my tool, my little tool bag as possible to be able to offer. And so that, that's how I ended up in that in the path and did, did training initially did horses as well as small animals. And then eventually just went the small animal route. That, that is a really cool story. Um, I, I understand that, that the horse community, we're, we're one of the first ones to really dive into um, complementary medicine, um, things like T-touch and, um, and the acupuncture. I mean, if, if those big animals could respond, then, you know, our, our very small dogs and cats could definitely get some benefit out of it. Um, I love the way you changed the term from you started to say alternative because that's what we all used to call it back then. And, and now, you know, we, everybody pretty much understands that, no, it complements everything that we have to choose from. And that's right. I struggle. I struggle with that sometimes when I'm writing what I do for maybe a bio or something for a speaking engagement. And I, you know, holistic is the more commonly known word, but I love the word integrative because I, I do still practice and love Western medicine. And I love that we use, we use these other modalities as a complement um, and ultimately integrate them into therapy. So it's really just having, again, more options to choose what's the best way to, to facilitate healing for a patient. Yeah, a- absolutely. Same, same for people too. I mean, it's no longer just about, about a pain pill. It's, it's, let's look at everything. Let's look at the whole, the whole being and let's look at everything we can do to help them. And traction, good traction for dogs is one of those things that we have a fair amount of control over in their living environment. And as a, a chiropractor and an acupuncturist, um, tell us more about that. What what are the long term repercussions of of dogs living on slippery surfaces? Um, you know, it's so everybody now wants hardwood floors. I, I think they're great. I love them. We had them in our house. But um, you know, what what's that like for a dog as they age, or or even a cat, and um, and especially dogs with with an altered gait like a tripod? How does that affect them? Well, years ago, I would have just jumped right to talking about the physical impact, and certainly we will talk about that because that's a very real and compensatory injury is certainly a very real problem and one that we want to work to prevent. But I'll tell you that with these past few years of really being hardcore into the world of traction and talking to our customers and my clients and receiving feedback, I realized that there's a huge emotional issue here. And... Slipping affects a dog's confidence, which impacts their quality of life. And actually, this is going to sound a little dramatic, but I believe it with all my heart. It actually impacts their relationship with their family. These dogs that slip and are hesitant to walk in the floors of their home actually Mm -hmm. tend to somehow um, just not be as interactive, whether it be because they just prefer to be in another room where the attraction's better or they prefer to be on their bed or they prefer to just go from throw rug to throw rug, whatever it may be. Um, what I love about restoring traction for these dogs is ultimately we're actually restoring relationships. They're back to being fully involved, um, fully sure-footed to be able to to navigate wherever they want to be with their family. So that I, I just want to stress that the emotional thing I think may be somewhat overlooked. I remember early on when I was starting to get into toe grips and just discussing this with a colleague, and she said, confidence? I don't care about my patient's confidence. And she's a great vet, and she didn't mm-hmm. mean it in a bad way, but the focus has always just been on the physical aspect of dog's mobility. And 
Mm-hmm. I just really, again, after reading, you know, a thousand testimonials about how important it is for dogs to feel self-assured in the basic function of mobility, want to stress that that's a real big part of why traction is so important for dogs. But of course, physically, Dogs are quadrupeds. They're meaning four-legged animals. Um, You deal with the three-legged variety, and I love that. It's fabulous that they live certainly just as full quality of lives, but even more so for them. We need to be careful about preventing what we can prevent, and slip and fall injuries is a is a place that we need to take uh, ownership of, of preventing that from happening and them injuring themselves or re-injuring themselves. Because I, I was thinking about this, just like somebody that may have one kidney, you know, for whatever reason, I'm sure that they take every precaution to protect the one kidney they have. And for right. these tripod dogs, we need to be hypervigilant about protecting the joints, tendons, muscles, ligaments of those remaining three legs. Yeah, a- absolutely, and and I would totally agree with you about about the confidence uh, issue uh, when it comes to slippery floors because I, I try to put myself in the in the paws of a dog who comes home from the hospital. They've just had their world turned upside down. They're like, "What the heck happened to me?" And you know, they're dopey on pain medication. They're they've got this big incision on their body, and then they take that first step on a floor and lip and they're going to kind of all relate it together I think I mean that's I'm just guessing but sure to to be able to take those first steps with without that fourth leg um, has got to just help them so much uh, if they have a great surface to um, be able to put their their paws down on and I just I really cringe when I see slippery floors um, and and there's a picture of a tripod on them. And even though a tripod can do slippery floors, mine mine can when he really puts his mind to it. I can't imagine it's a whole lot of fun for them. Um, so we we just we love what you do, and and I know that you're you're just helping to prevent a lot of issues down the road. Um, do you tend to see things like like you know spinal uh, spinal injuries or anything like that um, as a chiropractor? I mean as a direct result of sliding on floors? Oh, my heavens, for sure. And, of course, I could never make that correlation directly, but here's a, I, I certainly suspect that. But here's a correlation I can make. When dogs wear toe grips, when that traction's improved, and so I have the before of dogs that I've been adjusting chiropractically before toe grips, and then dogs after toe grips, they hold their adjustments so much better. So from that, I can, you know, just hypothesize that traction plays a huge role in how they use themselves and um, their ability to protect their body and avoid compensatory injuries. Oh, I would love to see um, any, do you have videos on your website, like a, a before and after kind of thing? On our YouTube, we do on our on our website, which is toegrips.com. There's a ton more on our YouTube channel, which is just okay. toegrips, and it's powerful because it's instant. So you take these yeah. dogs that are slipping and sliding, and we do have some some tripod um, footage as well, which is which is just super fun. Um, but we take these dogs and put on toe grips and literally the after video, it wasn't shot like three months later. It was shot five minutes later. And so not only do you see them like just starting that process of like, whoa, what what is this? Why why does this feel so differently? But you see their like you see their little ears perk up and you see their head carriage different and you see their their whole body language changes, their posture. It, it's just it's so much fun to see. Oh, that's got to be so rewarding. Oh, my gosh, to be able to, to give that back to a dog and their family. That, that is so cool. 
Now, now you were you were a vet. You were practicing, just going about your your career, and then you invented these toe grips. And and all of a sudden, <laughs> we're hearing Dr. Busby's name all over the place. And I, I tell us about those those beginning days when you first started the company after you invented them. Who I, I understand there was a dog who inspired you uh, to make them. Um, tell us more about that. Okay, well, this is one of my favorite stories because it's, I just think it's, first of all, I love to brag about the brilliant idea that snow grips are because they're not my idea. So I'm careful to say that I'm not the inventor, actually. I am just the the cheerleader, and then I was the one who developed them to become a commercial product. So at our hospital's open house, uh, December of 2011, I had a holistic integrative table and I was there with, you know, there was all kinds of different things happening at the, at the open house. And I was representing complementary medicine for, for dogs and cats. And so I had my little booth set up and a patient of mine came trotting up wearing a little bandana with his, uh, with her owner. And, um, her owner, Todd said, look what I did for Morgan. And he pointed down at her toes and he had an early prototype on the toes and, I say he had me at hello, like right then and there. I just t- telling you this, my hair like stands up on end. My hair stood up on end. Like all these patients were flooding my mind that needed this because dogs natural mechanism for toenails or sorry, for traction is to engage the toenails. And so I like to say that in my career, um, Michelle Obama had childhood obesity and I have dog toenails. Like way before toe grips <laughs> came on my radar, I was passionate about dog toenails. That is my thing. I think it's such a simple, overlooked, under-talked about thing that impacts a dog's posture, a dog's gait. And in the process of domesticating dogs, it's really it's something that I, I think we need to talk a lot more about. So I was already very cued in. So when he points down to these nails, like I said, this all was just an instant click for me because, again, a dog, the reason dogs don't slip running around on the grass or, or on carpet is because they can engage, they can flex their paws, they can engage their nails and they act like soccer cleats digging in. But hard nails can't dig into hard floors. And so the beauty of something so simple, so non-obtrusive, sitting on the toenail that would be able to provide grip just blew my mind. And I said to him, like, this is going to change the way that senior dogs live. I mean, this is this is so monumental. When can I start getting these on my patients? And so that was a Saturday. The following Saturday, he came to my house and... We put them on a dog that I had seen every three weeks for two years. I knew this dog so well. Her name was Hope. She was a, a German Shepherd mix, a sweet, sweet black dog. She was like 15 years old. And oh. she had had a TPLO, and she, for all practical purposes, she was like a tripod B. She had four legs, but one of them was really not being used. So she had had a TPLO, which is a surgery for an anterior cruciate ligament rupture um, several years earlier, and she had not done well in the rehab process. She had re-injured and probably should have had a second surgery. And mom said, you know, I'm not going to put her through that again. And so she really didn't use this, this leg much. When she did try to put it down, it just kind of grotesquely torqued. And you could tell that that was very painful for her. So her preference was not to bear a lot of weight on it. And so traction was an issue for her. We had throw rugs covering her house. And I had done acupuncture and chiropractic on her, trimmed her nails every three weeks. She was on all kinds of Western meds, joint supplement, um, herbs. I mean, I was giving her everything I could. And so when I saw these, 
I called the owner and I said, you've got to come to my house Saturday. We're going to, I'm going to, and I didn't even tell her what I was going to do, which I didn't realize. But when she pulled up that day, she gets out of the car. She's like, you were so excited, but I don't even, I don't even know what I'm here for. I'm like, Oh, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> so this is what we're going to do. So hope hobbled down the driveway and the tow group inventor was there and we put these little things on her nails and she gets up. And she walked away like 75 to 80% better instantly. And all of our jaws just dropped. And so what I think happened is when she was able to place that leg on the ground and have it feel stable, she was more comfortable bearing weight because there was not torque translating from her paw up to that unstable knee. And, and since I've seen that with other dogs that have ACL issues, that that stability really means a lot to them. So that's the story of hope. And then from, from there, you know, the story continues, but um, it was a pretty dramatic beginning. Wow. I, I know of a dog who, a tripod who's having some, uh, some post uh, cruciate uh, surgery uh, issues, and I'll bet he could really use some telegraphs. I am definitely going to mention this to to his person. Um, well, I, so, I would love to send a complimentary pack of toe grips to, to celebrate our podcast today. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm sure she would love that. That that is really interesting. I just I never I never pictured it as an aid. Um, in that kind of situation. Now, now tell me, um, you know, other than a dog who's, who's recovering from, from a surgery or, or, you know, just having these mobility issues, um, are, are certain dogs better candidates than others? Like, you know, maybe a puppy or an, uh, obviously senior dogs are, are really your ideal candidate, but, but what's the range of, of dogs who are using them? Sure, that's a great question. We don't recommend them for young, healthy dogs because it's not that they don't work. They do work, and Kansas State University College of Veterinary Medicine did a study for us, and it's been published in a veterinary journal that shows that toe grips don't negatively interfere with the gait of a normal dog, which was key baseline information. I periodically have people tell me, oh, I wouldn't use toe grips because it's going to mess up my dog's gait. No, we have a study that proves that it doesn't interfere with the dog's gait. So that's very, very important. Above all, do no harm is our our veterinary motto. So, but the problem is for young active dogs, they just don't stay on that well. So we say that toe grips are for walkers, not runners <laughs> in, in general. Um, so yes, typically it's the senior dogs who are just having hind end weakness, arthritis, difficulty, either rising from the floor and or, you know, walking along the floor. I find them to be great for dogs that have exactly what we just talked about, cruciate issues for those hind legs to provide stability. Um, We use them for dogs that are, like I said, recovering from surgery or injury, blind dogs. We have a a lady who's a a huge advocate and has written books in the blind dog world. She's a certified um, veterinary rehab person, and she believes that toe grips, because of the confidence they provide, are really an integral part of care of blind dogs who are living on on slick surfaces, um, dogs with back problems, intervertebral disc disease, dogs who are in wheelchairs that may need traction on the front end to help pull the cart along. So, um, it's been really fascinating to me. When we first came out, we just said, oh, this is you know a product for senior dogs who need traction. But the world has used them in a variety of different creative ways and come back to us and said, no, it's been really helpful for my dog in this case. And we offer a money-back guarantee. So, there's certain wow. situations where I can just say, no, you know, toe grips are not the right product. There are situations where I say, you know what, you know, I think they could help, but I'm not sure, and I don't want you to waste your money. I want you to feel good about trying, but I do want you to try because we love 
offering hope. I feel like in so many ways, tow grips are just a a way to offer hope to somebody who's discouraged about their dog's mobility. And so we say, no, you know, I think that's a I can't tell you exactly how it's going to work out, but I think it's reasonable. Try them and we have a 30-day money-back guarantee. That is so cool. So even if somebody's used the toe grips and they say, nah, these aren't going to work, um, they can get their money back? Within 30 days, sure. We're, wow. we're happy to do that because ultimately we want to help as many dogs as possible, and so we want people to, to feel comfortable trying them. That says a lot about the quality of the product. I mean, you've got to be pretty confident to offer something like that. So that, that is really cool. Now, now, what about cats? Because I know our cat people are wondering, you know, there's, there's cats out there who have mobility issues. Can they be used on cats? Great question. Because of the design of the cat's paw and claws, we do not recommend toe grips. So, um, yes, not for cats, dog-only products. Okay. Now, it kind of, as we've been talking about this, I'm picturing dogs' nails. They must come in a variety of sizes and widths and circumferences and all that. How do you you get them to fit so many types of dogs? So that was the whole challenge. So we took the original idea and the toe grip inventor, um, brilliant genius that he was, said, I am doing my own projects. This is never going to leave my kitchen. If you think you can help dogs with this, Julie, go for it. And so wow. he legally assigned us rights. And um, I had we had some many heart-to-heart talks about where this was going to go and just with my husband about how – how much we could put into getting this idea really to become a product. And at that point I was so naive. I remember saying to my husband, I think we can do this for like $2,000. So I had no idea what it took to take a, I mean, I was a veterinarian. I didn't, I've never launched a product before, which has, you know, since gone international and it's it's been an amazing road and a, a just, I'm so thankful for the, for the whole process, mainly because of all the amazing people that I've gotten to meet and all the dogs who have been helped. I mean, that's, that's the joy in it for me and why I do what I do every day. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I think the important thing is, um, I forgot the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's quite all right. About, about fitting so many different sizes. Of I know. Thank you. Yeah. Sure. Sorry. I get very excited talking about toe grips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they come in seven sizes. And I had told, I had gone back to this, the Todd story because then after that open house, and he said, you know, run with it, Julie. If you can help dogs, go for it. We did a year of R&D. So 2012 was our year of R&D of figuring out exactly what you mentioned, the, you know, the length, the diameter, the, yeah. the wall thickness. And that was, that was a huge challenge. We worked with rescues oh, all around the country and my vet school colleagues and classmates. And um, it was just a, an amazing village, you know, it took a village for sure, this this project oh, of everybody coming yeah. together. And so we officially launched January 2013 at a big vet conference called the NAVC. But um, that process of figuring out how we were going to fit dogs that range from five-pound chihuahuas to 200-plus-pound Irish mm-hmm. wolfhounds was a challenge. So in the end, um, they now come in seven sizes. Wow. And, and uh, for our members who haven't um, had the benefit of actually seeing your, your product in, in person. Can you just describe them a little bit and how they would um, slip onto a dog's nails? 
Sure. So they're made from um, a custom-engineered natural rubber compound, and they look like little rings. And it's very important that they're sized correctly. That's that's critical to them staying on and, and doing their job. And then when you place them, again, the dog's nail engages for traction. And so they only work in one place. We call it the grip zone. So they have to be placed in such a way that as the dog gates, the little rubber material is going to hit the ground just slightly before the rest of the nail. So we call that, like I said, the grip zone. And that uh, little cylinder just goes on the end of the nail. The tip of the nail actually peeks through, and the the grip zone um, contacts the nail with every stride. How cool. Now, are they more difficult, the same, or, or, or easier than trying to get a dog to wear boots? <laughs> because I, I really, you know, I see toe grips and I see boots, and everybody automatically says, well, I, I can try boots, and most dogs won't wear them, and, or they just don't like them. So how well, – go ahead. Here's my issue with boots. Way, you know, at a core level, deeper than even how the dog feels about them, which, of course, is important, boots inherently disable a dog's traction mechanism and proprioception. So a dog has so many proprioceptive receptors. Proprioception is the body's awareness of where it is in space, where it is in relation to the ground. It has to do with gravity. And um, there are so many proprioceptive receptors in the toes. So when you cover that over with a boot, you obliterate a lot of that for these dogs who are already frail or struggling or have some sort of mobility issues. So what I love about toe grips is that they are so simple and so minimally obtrusive on that nail. First of all, the big question everybody asks is, oh, don't they just chew them right off? And the answer is no, because they're sitting on the distal toenail, the distal tips of the toenails, and that's not a very well innervated area compared to the skin and soft tissue and paw pads. And so the dogs, 97%, not only do they not bother at them, they don't ever seem to notice them. And that is something that people almost have to see to believe. Um, it, dogs just really aren't bothered by them. And so the other thing about boots is you have to take them on and off frequently. Um, and toe grips, you can leave them in place one to three months, depending on how the dog wears them. Every dog uses them differently. And so they do wear out and need to be replaced. It's important that they get checked daily for positioning, that they're in the proper place. And that's just a quick visual visual scan. But you don't have to take them on and off. You can put them on and they do their job you know for for a long time that's really cool and i'm sure your website has lots of tips about how to put them on a dog's feet especially a, a dog like ours who we get near his paws and he runs away so i'm sure you've been through all that with your customers right we do have a video on tips for the zen toe grips experience yes <laughs> that's cool all right so let's talk about toe grips for tripods um, what are some things uh, you'd like people to consider if they say, wow, this sounds good, I want to give it a try? Well, a few things. One, I think it's very appropriate to use the product potentially in the short term. So this is a quote-unquote off-label use, but we have some um, people who have used toe grips for dogs that have a fear of the floor. It doesn't really seem to be as much a physical issue 
but more of this this phobia. And so um, in that case, we've actually had several people successfully rehab a dog where they're wearing the toe grips and over time they're able to wear less and less and less until they're like now walking comfortably on the floor. So mm-hmm. senior and uh, senior dogs typically are going to start using them and then use them the rest of their life. But it doesn't necessarily need to be like that. For a, dog, a tripod dog that's just coming out of surgery, I think it would be very reasonable to use them to give the dog stability as they start to to learn new body biomechanics and to protect them. And it may or may not be a long-term fit for the dog. So that's one thing is I think they can be used short-term. Number two, what we do know about tripod dogs is because they have a compensatory gait, um, they're not gating like a true quadruped now, they tend to pop the toe grips off. And so we recommend putting them on tripods with a little bit of super glue. And there's a video on our website, toegrips.com slash instructions, where I go through gluing toe grips on to one of my patients and talk about why we do that and what we recommend. And um, so that is another uh, another little tip that I think would make make it um, much more viable for tripods to use toe grips to use a little bit of super glue in the process. Just plain old super glue. That'll work. Yeah, we recommend Scotch Super Glue Gel, and the reason is that the oh. gel is just easier to work with. Okay, okay. So they pop them off. Why is it because their their paws hit the ground a different way than a four legged dog? Yeah, and I can't really give you the biomechanics exactly because I, I mean, it would be wonderful to actually do like slow motion video and figure this out, but it mm-hmm. is something we. It's something we know for sure. The two kinds of dogs that pop off their toe grips um, pretty reliably are tripods and then dogs who have what we call conscious proprioceptive deficits where they're scuffing their nails. And that makes sense because that motion tends, you know, when they're, when they're knuckled, that motion will just, just pop them off. But tripods, I, I can't give you the biomechanical reason, but we know that it's an issue and we also know that superglue solves it. That's so cool. I, I just, I love the way you know your product inside out and it just seems like, you know, this has been your your whole universe. So you've been surrounded by this for, for years now, and it, it feels like you've been around forever, but it really hasn't been that long. Um, what has been your, your greatest reward since you started this whole thing? It's definitely the letters and videos that people send us. We, in the beginning, we would get maybe, you know, one or two a week, and we now get several a day. And it is the highlight of my day, potentially, you know, one of the highlights of my existence because it feels so good to be able to make an impact. And as a veterinarian, I'm only able to impact one patient at a time. I mean, I can only acupuncture, you know, see, work on so many dogs during a a week in my physical exam room. But it's such an amazing privilege and blessing to have international impact. Two groups have gone to 54 plus countries now. So to have international impact with this product, which again, wasn't my idea. It's such a brilliant product that there was such a huge need for, and it uses a dog's natural biomechanics to solve a very real problem. Like it just gives me chills to get letters from people and to know that we've changed their dog's life. And in doing so, we've changed their lives too, because we're so, you know, we're so passionate about caring for our dogs. And I think people look at their dogs and think, oh, my dog's failing, I'm failing. And there's this mm-hmm. this, this feeling of, of despair. And so it's just such a blessing to be able to see people, even if it's for a short term. I mean, some of these dogs are 
19 years old and wearing toe grips, and they're not around for a lot longer after that. But people send us letters and say, I want you to know that the last three months of my dog's life were so much improved, and he was smiling again because he could get up again and, and be a part of our family activities without fear. And it's it's just such a blessing. Oh, that is so, so cool. Wow. And, and do you think you'll, you'll add other products later, or, or are you staying focused on, on just toe grips? We're actually in the process now. What I don't want to be, and this is, it's a challenge. Like, this is such a, a good, needed product, and I don't want to just turn around and now sell, like, dog bowls and leashes and just, just for the sake of selling something. I, I just don't uh-huh. have that in me. So it, it, I, would ha- I would want it to be, and I would only feel comfortable bringing to market and putting my name behind something that actually was going to have impact and and be of great value to to our, our, our audience. So I think what we're going to be focusing on now is actually more educational material. So we have a series that's going to be coming out in the next month or so. It's a 90-minute, 10-module uh, series on how to trim your dog's nails using a, a different technique, I think, than than what's commonly out there for sure. It's it's different. It's, it's teaching people to understand the landmark. So when they trim, it's not just a snip and hope. And then after that, we have a series behind that called um, 10 Touches That Could Save Your Dog's Life, teaching people how to do little self-exams weekly on their dog, just in the process of lying in bed with them. They're, we're with our dogs 24-7, and we might only see our vet once a year. So I think we really need to take ownership of understanding what our dog's baseline is, understanding what's normal, watching for changes so we can be in better partnership with our vet. So I think that's the way we're going to turn, um, just working on educational material for people. And, um, yeah, I, I love, I, I'm very blessed that we have put together a, a wonderful community of people, and I want to support them in their quest to be the best dog um, caretakers they can be. Wow, what what a gift you are to to all of us pet parents. Uh, that is wonderful, and we will definitely keep our our community posted on when those uh, series come up. Because boy, we could sure use help trimming our dog's nails. Um, thank <laughs> you so much, Doctor Busby. It's been a pleasure. Oh my heavens, I I love it. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about what I love, and um, I think you just—it's always a blessing to collaborate with like-minded people. I think it's just—it's just good for the dogs when we all when we share our thoughts together. Yes, thank you so much, Doctor Busby. Listeners can learn more about how toe grips are helping dogs and their people at toegrips.com. For many other tips to help amputee pets live a happy, healthy life, join the discussion at tripods.com. Until next time on Tripod Talk Radio, learn more about canine amputation recovery and find the best gear for three-legged dogs at tripods.com. Thank you for tuning in. Subscribe to Tripod Talk Radio for more pet amputation tips from experts and claim your free gift just for listeners at downloads.tripods.com slash podcast.